Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, aka the Red Dirt Aggie, and there is so much to talk about today. It's been a while since our last episode. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, I think I think I made an announcement about it. Uh, I was working on planning a wedding. I'm married now, and uh, then spent some quality time, some amazing time with my wife uh, on our honeymoon. Uh, we went out of Galveston on a wonderful cruise down to Mexico, Honduras, stopped in Costa Maya and Cozumel in Mexico, and then uh, Roatan, Honduras, and it was very relaxing and just all around entertaining, very fun time on the boat as well. Uh, but the podcast is back, and boy, great content's going to be heading your way. And as you can see, I don't know if you noticed around me, but I'm no longer at a kitchen table but we're here in the brand new dedicated in-home studio slash awesome man cave and i i set this room up it's a dedicated space and if you want a more in-depth tour than what you see behind me or what you hear me describing if you're uh, if you're listening on the podcast or apple or spotify versions then be sure to check out our social media pages. I'm going to post some kind of tour in the coming days. Uh, it'll be on TikTok. It'll be Instagram, Facebook, any anywhere that we have social media. We'll make sure to put it up there and on YouTube as well. But a lot has happened since I've released uh, any episodes, since any content has come out based around this show. A lot's gone on in the sports world. A lot's gone on in the music world. And we're going to do our best to catch you up and to cover what's current and what's going on now as well over the next few days. Um, a lot of content coming this month in July. Stay tuned on our social media. Make sure you don't miss anything. But exciting things coming this month. So subscribe. Follow us. All those great things. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. But I want to start this episode off sharing something pretty cool that happened for our show the other day. Okay, so one of our Instagram reels, it was the one where Colin and I were discussing Parker McCollum's new album, was actually seen by Parker McCollum himself, and then he commented on it as well. You can go look and see. It's uh, one of our Instagram reels, and it's his verified account. He went on, he commented on it, and for those of you who haven't noticed... Um, I'm a huge fan of Parker McCollum's music. I've been going to his shows for the past seven years. If you look back on the wall of hats back there, there's a there's a yellow Parker McCollum hat there. I also have uh, one of his original hats, the white one with the red patch. It's a staunch hat. They uh, they don't make those anymore. I, I wanted another one, but uh, they don't make them anymore. I'll have to see if I can get that one cleaned up. That's the one I was wearing in the Instagram reel. Uh, when he commented on it, but I'm a huge fan of Parker McCollum's music. Been going to his shows for the past seven years. The the first show I ever saw him play, he was the opening act at Hurricane Harry's in College Station, which for those of you who may not know, that's the dance hall, that's the concert venue, that's the place to play in College Station for any up and coming artist and major artists as well. Um, 
but a lot of people come up you start there and then once you're massive you play um over at oh what's the park called up there oh my goodness i'm drawing a blank on it right now but cody johnson has this back to school bash over there and parker's played over there now as well too with co wetzel too but uh again the first show i ever saw him play over at harry's he was opening for josh abbott band and that's another great band uh that i enjoy but I was like, dang, this guy's awesome. You know, he's from right down the road over in Conroe, Texas. And I personally, I grew up in Spring, Texas, um, the pride of Klein Collins High School class of 2014 uh, before I went to A&M. I was class of 18. But uh, so I've lived in Spring, College Station, and now uh, in Magnolia, all of which aren't too far from Conroe, Texas, where he's from. So, you know, he's a local product and that to me that was pretty cool but once i found that out and once i realized you know his music's really good i'm like oh dang i gotta start following this guy so i did and i went to a bunch of shows uh listen all his music you know and around the time i started following him the probably wrong album wasn't even out so that was the first like new release i got to experience because when i when i had first heard him and i think it was 2016 the only album he had out, he had Red Town View and those songs, but he also had, you know, uh, the the his first album that had uh, Meet You in the Middle and Galveston Bay, which which I believe was written by his brother actually, but um, it it was it's just been cool seeing him grow uh, over the years. Been at tons and tons of shows, seen him in Waco, uh, seen him in Dallas at the Dolceki's Pavilion. I was actually with Colin at that show. Um, and at the Waco show, but I saw him at the Houston rodeo with, uh, with my now wife, uh, twice, both times, the first time in this past year, but I'm so happy for the guy seeing the success he's having. But now that he's noticed the show, um, we're going to work to make him notice us even more. And I need you guys to help the viewers, the fans, all my family, all my friends, me too. Uh, we got to get him on the pod. It's time to get Parker on the pod. So, uh, that's the campaign we're launching here at the start of July. We're going to get Parker McCollum on the pod. Uh, I'm going to be tagging him and tweeting at him just about every day uh, when I think about it. And uh, you can tag him in the comments on any of our posts or videos on YouTube, Instagram, anywhere. Try to get his attention. Tell him, come on the podcast. Come on the Red Dirt Aggie Show on the at Red Dirt Aggie Show on the hashtag Red Dirt Aggie Show. Right. Try to get the the attention out there more attention we gather the better and the better chance maybe he'll you know come and record a podcast with us maybe he'll be out on the road he can skype in or something i don't know whatever we got to do i want to get him on here talk to him a little bit we can ask him some cool questions you know maybe find out his opinion on beans too right but uh staying on the topic of music the turnpike troubadours they released another single uh off their upcoming project and this one's called chipping mill and as always it's it's some great songwriting from turnpike and i love the the line in it that's repeated throughout the i always kept the best for you he's like i always kept the best for you and i think that's uh that line alone from the song hits home for a lot of people uh, and it can hit you in a lot of different ways. I, I don't think the intention in the lyrics 
was for it to be taken the way that I'm about to describe it. But what I find it to mean, what it means to me personally, and the reason I like the line and I like the song is I think about, I think about, you know, trying to try to find love and making mistakes and poor choices and, you know, poor choices and partners, maybe decisions you make while you're with those partners, whatever else happens. But by the time you find the one, the one, um, you know that that's the one and you're going to give them the best. You save the best for them. You know, the best that you have is going to be given to them. And, you know, I'm happily married now and I, I just, I'm always thinking about love and songs and trying to find a way to relate it to me. So, uh, I'm sure, you know, if I was in a different place in life, you know, maybe the song would mean something different to me, but, um, yeah, so th- I think that's what's unique about music is that even if a song means one thing, you can find a way to make it fit you or even just a single line or a lyric can have meaning alone to you personally. And especially with Turnpike's music, uh, with the Turnpike Troubadours music, it, you can you can have that experience. And Evan Felker is a wonderful, wonderful songwriter. And I'm happy to see him and all of Turnpike together making great music again. And uh, that concludes the music segment for this episode. Uh, We have a lot more music news, though, coming in upcoming episodes. And I've already talked to a few guests as well. So we should have uh, at least one or two, maybe even more, coming this month. So be staying tuned in to our social media for announcements on that. But uh, let's talk football a little bit. Um, First of all, 2024, the game is back. Texas versus Texas A&M. I just got to say that right off the bat. I'm too excited about that. Um, Also, we're going to play Notre Dame that year. Uh, So some pretty cool, you know, big-name opponents that haven't been in Kyle Field in a long time are going to be in Kyle Field. And I think that's exciting. A lot of big, big brands in there. Um, I'm pretty sure we play LSU at home that year, too. That year's going to be nuts um, the year after this one. I'm going to try to get season tickets and uh, bring you some up-close and personal coverage that year because I really want to uh, do whatever I can to make sure I secure tickets to that game against TU and Kyle Field because it's going to be absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, I'm thinking it's probably going to end up being something like that Nebraska game from the 90s where they had to put – seats on the field you know i don't think they're going to be allowed to do that today for safety reasons but they're going to have to find some way to cram as many people in there as they can because absolutely everyone's going to want to go to that game but oh my gosh it's it's great for the state it's great for both sides the rivalry belongs and i'm glad it's back but uh let let's talk this season the 2023 football season Uh, i'm going to do a little preview i want to go through the schedule i think i did this a few episodes back with colin but I wanted to revisit it. Um, my takes marinated a little bit, like Colin said his did. You need to let his do. But um, let's move into it. And uh, we're roughly a couple months away from the first game of the season. I think it's a great time to do this and look at the schedule and just just share some thoughts, kind of tell you where I'm at. So what I think I'm going to do, I've seen this on social media before. I've seen some other guys do this. Um, so I'm just letting you know the the whole win loss toss thing is not phrasing that I came up with, but it is something I like and um, 
I think it's a great way to go about it because, you know, there's always those games that you're like, well, it could go either way. So um, I'll kind of give you my opinion on that. So I'll, let's just look at the schedule. Week one's New Mexico. Week two, you're we're at Miami. Week three, Louisiana Monroe at home. Week four, Auburn at home. Week five, we're playing Arkansas and Jerry World. Week six, we get Alabama at home. And week seven, we go on the road to take on Tennessee. Then we have a bye week. Coming out of the bye week, we have South Carolina at home. And we'll travel to Ole Miss. Uh, then back home to play Mississippi State. And we'll finish up with Abilene Christian at home. And then LSU on the road in Death Valley to end the season. Now, uh, let's just go through week by week. Um, that New Mexico game, I think we, I think we can win. I think the Miami game can be a win. I think Louisiana Monroe's a win. Auburn's a win. Arkansas's a win. Now we get to the Alabama game. We make it there unbeaten. That's great. Um, the Alabama game is a game we can win. However, I'm going to put it as a toss. It's Alabama. It can go either way. Okay, but it is at home. It is in Kyle Field. I do like our chances a lot better than if we're playing in Tuscaloosa. Um, the crowd, the 12th man, has a real impact on those big games at home, especially for 5-0 and going into that game. You know it's going to be insane. College game day is going to be there. The atmosphere is going to be like no other. It'll be like no other anyway because it's Alabama. It's the big opponent of the year coming to town. Okay, but I'm going to put it as a toss. I'm also going to put week seven at Tennessee as a toss. Now, because there's, there's a chance we lose both of these games. There's a chance we win both of these games. There's also a chance we split them with a win and a loss. Don't really know how it's going to go till we get there. And we head into the bye week. Looking at week eight against South Carolina, I think we win that one at home. Now, week nine on the road at Ole Miss, uh, a lot of people might question why I would do this. Um, I've been an Aggie, you know, long enough to know that the Mississippi schools uh, give us trouble in the SEC every year. At least one of them seems to have our number. I think Ole Miss is the one that's going to have our number, and they're going to give us a loss there um, at Ole Miss. I think we can handle Mississippi State at home. Okay, Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure I'm saying this now, and it's going to be flipped, but whatever. I said we, we beat Mississippi State at home. I said we beat Abilene Christian at home. Now week 12 at LSU. It's tough to win over there uh, in Death Valley at night, especially at the end of the season. They're going to be hungry for revenge after last year, after what we did to them when they were ranked so high. They're a very good team. i got to be honest, I think that one's a loss. Okay, So where does that leave us? Well, um, I had two tosses, and then I had I had eight wins. So what that means is I think we can, we're going to win anywhere from 8 to 10 games. And we're going to lose anywhere from 2 to 4 games. So do with that information what you will. But uh, at worst, I see us at 8 and 4. And at best, I see us at 10 and 2. So now, that being said, we're capable of going undefeated. There's enough talent on the roster to do that. I, I just don't really think it's going to happen. Just because it's the SEC it's tough it's possible a lot of things are possible I don't think it's going to happen I think the talent's there to where it is possible um, but I, I just I don't know there's there's a lot of variables everything has to go perfectly for that to happen for you to be perfect so it's hard to be perfect in this league 
I think anywhere from two to four losses is more reasonable. Um, I Now, what I want to see, uh, what I think needs to happen, I think 10 wins is very, very, very doable. I think 10 wins is very doable. I think it's what our expectations should be this season. I think that's what they should be holding Jimbo to. I think that's the standard that he should be held to this year is that we need 10 wins. Now, another interesting tidbit, another little thing I notice about the schedule that's interesting. New Mexico, Miami, Louisiana, Monroe, Auburn, Arkansas. Why did I mention those five games? Well, one, they're the first five games of the season. Two, they're the first five games before you get to this interesting little pocket here of Alabama-Tennessee back-to-back. Those are two tough opponents. They're two tough opponents back-to-back. Alabama at home, Tennessee on the road. Um, after those two games, you have a bye, and then you play South Carolina at home. And you have, you know, your one, two, three, four, five. It's a five-game stretch to end the season. And you have a five-game stretch before you get to those two tough games. Those two five-game stretches are way more important than those two really hard games. And you're saying, wait, how can that be? You said those ones were more likely to win, blah, blah, blah. Listen, okay, here's why. Because if you win those five games before Alabama and before Tennessee, and then you win in week 8 through 12, you beat South Carolina, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, and LSU. You do those things, and you lose to Alabama, you lose to Tennessee, you could still win the West. There's a very good chance you could still win the SEC West and find yourself playing in the SEC championship game. Maybe even with a playoff, with a shot at the playoff. But you definitely have a shot at the SEC, a legitimate shot. Uh, winning the SEC if you can do that. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying that's where we need to focus our efforts. That's that's every game matters. And it's crucial that we start 5 and 0. It, it's very crucial that we start 5 and 0. And, you know, if not, then those games become certainly even more important. But those those first 5 games are very winnable games. Uh, at Miami could be a little tricky. Just it's a road game. It's different. Uh, but I, I really think those other ones are games that we should take care of business. We we got to. You've got to. And then you know, whatever happens in Alabama and Tennessee, you beat Alabama. That's awesome. Then Tennessee really, you know, I'm not gonna say doesn't matter. Every game matters. It's still an important game. But you beat Alabama, and then. I mean, you you lose to Alabama and then you lose to Tennessee. You can't let that derail your season if you're perfect before that. You got to go into the bye week and then come out of it and finish strong. Win out, do it. Win out, win out, and you got a legitimate shot at competing for an SEC title. Something that A and M, frankly, has not done since they've been in the SEC. They haven't won a conference championship, you know, since the '90s. So. Uh, that's a shot at something. That's a that's a shot at some hardware, uh, and then, and then, I'll I'll say something else. Looking ahead again, you know, uh, which is all we can do right now, because it's the well. I'm not going to say the word the O word, uh, because I'm a big fan of Josh Pate, and you know I can't do it. I can't say the season season like he does, um, 
but because there is no off season. So as I'm saying, you look ahead to the 2024 schedule now and that schedule is pretty favorable as well uh, with the fact that we're not going to be playing Alabama or Georgia that year and our big opponents are Texas, LSU, and Notre Dame and those are all going to be home games so you get your big opponent you get your toughest opponents most likely at home and you know the big games at home that year and there's no Alabama there's no Georgia so that could be an excellent opportunity and if I remember correctly no yep it is I just checked it is the uh the playoff will be expanding to 12 teams in 2024 so uh there's an opportunity there for sure to maybe make a push for the playoff and uh if if Jimbo you know survives this season and I'm going to say that because uh he's He's moderately on the hot seat at this point in time, right? He's got to win at least, you know, I would say he's got to win, you know, eight to nine games to to not to to, to stay here. <laughs> um, and you know, I I think he will, but it, it, if he's around, you know, that that's that's going to be the season. Twenty twenty four is going to be the season where they're like, all right, you better be like, you know, competing for the playoff now. Twelve teams, you got your schedule is favorable. You got your guys. There's no excuses anymore at that point. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But I am so excited that the show is back. I am so excited uh, to be here in our new dedicated space if you see behind me there's a couple chairs there's a little table back there and a cooler too um and it's just it's a great space but what that means is we can do uh in home in-house episodes with guests video episodes with guests in person and i think that would be really cool i have enough microphones i have the equipment um all we need now is the guests that are that are willing to to drive out here drive over here so any of you live in the magnolia area and you're a texas musician you know something about sports or you just want to be on the show let me know and uh you can reach out to us at red dirt aggie show at gmail.com and we'd love to we'd love to have you on come hang out with us uh but we i've already talked to a uh a buddy of mine who's a musician and uh he'll be he'll be coming on later this month his name's august man um there's a note from him that's autographed in that frame back there. There's two signed koozies, one by Reed Salval and one by John Bauman. And below it is a, uh, a note card from him. It says, thank you for being one of my first supporters. And it's signed August man. I have one of his t-shirts as well. I've worn on here before. Uh, but if you'll, if you look around some of the artists, some of my uh, artists, I'm a big fan of. We got flatland Calvary back there on the wall. Uh, there's a shred dirt hat back there. Um, that's Rob White's, um, brand actually he was uh our first video episode we ever did we had rob white on and we talked to him a little bit he plays bass for carson jeffrey um he's very influential on the scene now he's making playlists promoting artists and stuff and i love that i love that term shred dirt uh i need to check with him i'm pretty sure he's the one who came up with that term and I think that really describes the the way the scene is heading because it's almost like alternative rock now. A lot of that music, it's people are shredding on their guitars. It's like rock and roll. 
So Red Dirt, Shred Dirt, I love it. It's a cool logo, too. It's a great hat. Um, and then beside that one is the Donnie Van Slee hat. Um, I'm not sure if you all remember him. Anyone who's been with us for a while, we did an audio episode with him, an interview with him. Maybe we'll have him come on for a video one again soon. But uh, that's one of his hats. He's a great dude. He's actually out in Nashville. His his sound, though, fits in with a lot of the uh, the artists we talk about. He might not be true Texas country or red dirt, but he's uh, he's one and the same. He's a talented musician, and uh, we support him here on the show. And then we have a, a John Storkat over there. I've met him personally. Um, he's buddies with Dogs Man, too, um, and stuff. So it was uh, – got a hat of his over there, and then I got – I would love to get him on sometime too, but we got a Turnpike Troubadours hat back there, of course, and a Parker McCollum hat. And then if you look over there to the right, that's my great-grandpa's hat. He was a radio operator on board the Flying Fortresses back in World War II. Um, But, yeah, I'm a guy who loves hats, so I'm always looking for cool hats. You see I got my red, white, and blue Astros hat on. Uh, It is the 4th of July coming up, so I'm feeling a little patriotic, plus the Astros I uh, got a nice dub over the Rangers earlier uh, prior to recording this video. But I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your continued support. Stay tuned to our social media. And uh, we'll have a ton of content coming at you this month. But thanks for watching the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Gig'em and God bless. As always, see you next time.